Good morning. It's February 27th, and this is your daily brief in entertainment. Here's everything you need to know. At the prestigious Berlinale Film Festival, a storm has erupted over comments made by award recipients, casting a shadow over the event and sparking a heated debate on freedom of speech versus cultural expression in Germany. This controversy has reached the highest levels of cultural governance in the country, with German cultural minister Claudia Roth at the center of the turmoil for her perceived, delayed response to the incident. The issue at hand stems from remarks deemed anti-Israel by some award winners during the festival's closing gala. These comments have not only ignited discussions about the content of cultural expression, but also about the responsibilities of cultural institutions and their funding bodies. In the wake of the controversy, there's a growing conversation about the potential introduction of anti-discrimination clauses in cultural funding agreements. However, these proposals are currently navigating through legal complexities. In response to the backlash, Minister Roth is actively seeking ways to refine the guidelines and conditions under which cultural funding is provided. This incident has prompted broader reflections on the role of federal funding in supporting cultural initiatives, with some voices advocating for a re-evaluation of such support in light of recent events. Amidst this controversy, anti-Semitism expert Marin Mendel emphasizes the critical need for open and constructive dialogue. Mendel argues that effectively combating anti-Semitism in the cultural sector requires a commitment to engaging in difficult conversations and a continuous effort to foster understanding. As the debate unfolds, the Berlinale Film Festival's recent controversy underscores the complex interplay between cultural expression and the values a society chooses to uphold. Looking ahead, the challenge will be how to balance these often competing priorities while ensuring that the fight against anti-Semitism remains a central concern. The entertainment industry mourns the loss of two remarkable talents. Canadian actor Kenneth Mitchell, beloved for his roles in Star Trek Discovery, Captain Marvel, and Jericho, has passed away at the age of 49 after a valiant five-and-a-half-year battle with amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, ALS. His family took to his official Instagram account to announce his passing, describing him as a cherished father, husband, brother, and friend who faced ALS with unparalleled grace and determination. The Star Trek team also expressed their deep sorrow, remembering Mitchell for his multiple roles in the series and his inspiring approach to life, characterized by love, compassion, humor, and a strong sense of community. ALS, a progressive neurodegenerative disease that severely affects nerve cells in the brain and spinal cord, ultimately claimed Mitchell's life, leaving behind a legacy of courage and resilience. In a similarly tragic note, actor Chris Gauthier, known for his roles in Once Upon a Time and Eureka, has died at the age of 48, following a brief illness. Red Management, Gauthier's management company, confirmed his passing, praising him as a kind, talented, and empathetic individual. His sudden departure has elicited a wave of grief and heartfelt tributes from colleagues and fans alike. Gauthier is survived by his wife and two children, leaving a void in the hearts of many. Kenneth Mitchell and Chris Gauthier, two actors who have significantly impacted their craft and the lives of those around them. Their contributions to film and television will not be forgotten, as their memories continue to inspire and resonate with fans and fellow actors. As we bid farewell to these beloved figures, 
Their legacies of kindness, talent, and determination serve as a poignant reminder of the fragility of life and the power of perseverance. In a remarkable testament to its cinematic excellence, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer has clinched 13 Oscar nominations, positioning itself as the film to beat for the best picture. This historical drama isn't just a critical darling, it's a box office behemoth, outshining its contemporaries with impressive ticket sales. The road to the Oscars has been paved with accolades for Oppenheimer, including top honors at the Producers Guild Awards, Screen Actors Guild Awards, BAFTA, and Golden Globes. Its triumph across these prestigious platforms underscores the film's universal appeal and industry-wide recognition. As we edge closer to the Oscars, scheduled for March 10th, the competition intensifies. Noteworthy performances by Lily Gladstone and Emma Stone, along with films like Vidas Pasadas and Anatomia de Umaqueda, are also vying for the spotlight, promising a nail-biting race to the finish. Amidst the celebration of cinematic achievements, the Producers Guild of America has embarked on a mission to support its members beyond the red carpet. A newly announced initiative aims to extend health benefits to qualified producers in the film and television industry, marking a significant step towards recognizing and addressing the well-being of those behind the scenes. To summarize, Oppenheimer's journey through the awards season has been nothing short of spectacular, with 13 Oscar nominations highlighting its critical and commercial success. As the Oscars approach, the film industry awaits the outcome of what promises to be an exciting showdown among the year's best films and performances. Meanwhile, the Producers Guild of America's initiative to provide health benefits reflects a growing commitment to the welfare of its members, making this award season memorable not only for its artistic achievements, but also for its strides towards industry sustainability. In a turn of events that has captivated both the entertainment world and the public's attention, actor Alec Baldwin is poised to stand trial for involuntary manslaughter in the tragic onset shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins during the production of Rust. This incident not only resulted in the loss of Hutchins, but also left the director wounded, spotlighting the critical issue of safety on film sets. Scheduled to commence on July 10th, Baldwin has firmly pleaded not guilty to the charges laid against him. The crux of this case revolves around a live round that was discharged from what was supposed to be a prop gun, a fundamental breach of safety protocols. This has led to Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, the film's weapons supervisor, facing similar charges due to alleged negligence in handling firearm safety checks. The broader implications of this trial extend into the realm of film industry safety practices, potentially setting a precedent for how such cases are handled in the future. Complicating matters further, initial charges against Baldwin were dropped, only to be reinstated following the emergence of new evidence suggesting that the gun in question might have undergone modifications. In the interim, Baldwin has been released under stringent conditions that include prohibitions on possessing firearms, consuming alcohol, leaving the country, and limited interactions with witnesses. As the trial date approaches, the industry and observers alike await the outcome, which will not only determine Baldwin's fate, but could also influence the pending trial of Gutierrez-Reed. The ramifications of this case could reverberate through the film industry, underscoring the paramount importance of rigorous safety standards to prevent such tragedies in the future. In a groundbreaking achievement, 
Hybe, the powerhouse behind global sensation BTS, shattered records by posting annual sales of 2.17 trillion won in 2023. This monumental success not only marks a first for any K-pop agency, but also underscores the booming influence of Korean pop culture on the global stage. Hybe's financial triumphs didn't stop at sales. The company witnessed its net profits triple from the previous year. With operating profits climbing by 25% and a staggering 288.5% surge in net profit, the figures speak volumes about the company's robust growth. This financial upswing was propelled by a remarkable 75.8% increase in album sales and a 39.1% rise in concert revenue, signaling a vibrant recovery of live events in the post-pandemic era. Despite facing a net loss in the fourth quarter, the year's overall success was largely fueled by stellar performances from leading artists such as BTS, Seventeen, and Tomorrow X together. Additionally, Hybe's global fandom platform, Weverse, experienced a 72% growth in artist communities, highlighting the expanding reach of K-pop fandom. The company's ambitious plans include the debut of new K-pop groups and significant revenue expectations from the upcoming album release by Ariana Grande. Hybe's strategic move to acquire Scooter Braun's Ithaca holdings for $1 billion further cements its commitment to expanding its global footprint, particularly in the U.S. entertainment market. This acquisition not only diversifies Hybe's portfolio, but also sets the stage for more collaborative and innovative ventures in the music industry. In summary, Hybe's record-breaking sales and strategic expansions in 2023 have not only solidified its position as a leader in the K-pop industry, but also signaled a new era of global entertainment dynamics. With plans to introduce new talent and capitalize on new markets, Hybe's trajectory is one to watch in the coming years. This has been your daily brief in entertainment. To read more about these stories, follow the links in the episode bio. You can also subscribe to these updates via email at www.brief.news. For more daily podcasts about the topics you love, visit brief.news forward slash podcasts. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with everything you need to know.